Blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Crystal Parker, and welcome to episode two of Real Shift Happens. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, our spirit, mind, body, or SMB discussion focus is on the topic of the Great Awakening. Are you woke? Well, in this case, we are specifically speaking on spiritual wokeness. So personally, I just have to say, I'm not a huge fan of the term woke. Um, I like to call it a shift in consciousness. But in any case, people know now kind of what that word means. And so we might use it from time to time. Anyway, we'll get into that in a minute. Let's get into first our five minute focus shift. Returning to the source is serenity. As we begin the meditation, I'd like you to get comfortable in your chair and relax. Close your eyes. Start with taking three deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. As you settle into a natural rhythm of breath, knowing throughout the practice, you'll hear sounds inside the room and sounds outside the room. These are not distractions, not disruptions, simply what's happening around us as we sit and breathe. Begin to notice the mind as it wanders, jumping from thought to thought. Gently guide the attention and focus on the chest. As you breathe in, feel the rise. And as you breathe out, 
feel the chest fall. Simply continuing this practice, observing the sensation of the breath. Notice the mind as it wanders. Release that thought, returning attention and focus to the breath. Learning to be comfortable in stillness. Again, taking three deep breaths. Slowly opening the eyes, slowly begin to move. Peace and we're back. Wow, isn't meditation such a powerful tool? It really is one of those things that you want to try to create a habit of. So if you want, you can take this five minute meditation, which is also in the first episode and will be in the next few episodes and play it back every day. And this way you can try to create a routine and make that meditation happen meditation habit happen that was a tongue twister but you can definitely um start with five minutes a day and eventually you can increase your time to 10 minutes 15 minutes and even 20 minutes or more a day and eventually you may want to increase it to twice a day 20 minutes twice a day um or more it's totally up to you and how you feel 
I definitely encourage though you to, you know, try to make it a habit and try if you can to meditate in the same place every day and at the same time. This way you you build up that routine and that's how you kind of get into the habit of doing it. Anyway, to our SMB topic, the Great Awakening. For those of you who aren't aware, many people from all walks of life in the church, out the church, are saying um, that they're aware of this great awakening that's occurring on the planet. And also, many people are actually feeling the effects of these this personal awakening that's happening to them which is creating this larger collective awakening that's happening. It's like a veil has been lifted and people are starting to wake up from their slumber and realizing, you know, the truth around them and realizing that, you know, you kind of don't want to be in a rat race anymore. You want to find purpose in your life. It's like the programming that we've all kind of been brainwashed by is starting to fall away on people um it's like an expansion of consciousness and there are many people out there discussing it um there is an author that is really big on this whole topic named Dolores Cannon she's in hip she's a hypnotherapist and she's written several books on her subjects and how she's taken them through past life regressions and her subjects which is detailed in her books have given her detailed accounts of um you know past lives and many of them she's also caught in this in-between life state where they're in the spirit world so they haven't incarnated into a new body um and they've come you know when she, when they had when she has them in this trance state they're speaking to her as if they're in that moment of time where wherever and whenever that may be so she's had hundreds upon hundreds of her clients and subjects give her detailed accounts of the spirit world and of why these spirits come to the earth and why some of them want to come to the earth during this specific time of the great awakening. And many of the souls would tell her that they purposely came to the earth for this period and to basically help awaken the the planet more and to help awaken more and more people. So, um, also she talks about a quickening happening and it's kind of, I compare it kind of to like a computer chip, how, if you know anything about how computer chips work, it's said that the speed and capacity and the performance of a computer chip will double every 18 months exponentially. So the same it seems is happening with this great awakening where you know there's more and more people awakening 
at a faster pace every day. So personally, I've had my own awakening experience, which happened um, to me about 20 years, more a little more than 20 years ago. Um, it was, you know, before 2000 even. So yeah, I'm that old. <laughs> but but um, back then, you know, there was no YouTube and social media. So, well, I guess there was Black Planet, but no one was talking about a great awakening um, or anything of that nature. Although there was definitely a shift happening and it was happening mainly because most people thought about Y2K at that time. And then after Y2K in the early 2000s, it was all about 2012 and this, um, you know, Mayan calendar. So I was definitely aware of that then. Um, when YouTube did come out, I remember, you know, just watching every video I could get my hands on about 2012 and, and all, all the conspiracy thing, conspiracy theory things. But somewhere in, in my early teens, I developed this sense that I didn't think I would live past the age of 25. And I just, for whatever reason, I could not see myself past this age. And so the closer I got to that age, I remember being just really afraid to turn 25. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know, you know, I just, I just did not think I would live past 25. So in my teens, I lived in a small town about an hour north of LA. And when I turned 20, about 22, I think I decided to move, move to LA and out of my mom's house and into my first studio apartment. And, um, it was in Koreatown and I worked at the Beverly center. And basically my life was all about work and play. I was young. I was meeting new people. I was in a new town. Everything was novelty to me, I guess, about LA. It was all new and exciting. And I really enjoyed it for a couple of years until I just didn't anymore. Um, it's, it's, I guess it started to lose its luster. And I had, I had met a guy and thought I was in love with him and he was moving to another city. So I found myself becoming very depressed and kind of like, I don't know. I just, I, I realized now that, um, I had no goal or plan when I moved to LA in my twenties. I just, honestly really wanted to find a man I thought that I would find a man and get married and whatever I don't know but um in the back of my mind I still kind of had that that thing that 25 was something was going to happen at 25 so I I pretty much got tired of living in LA after you know, this guy left 
And I ended up moving to Atlanta because I had a cousin there and she was my age and we hadn't been around each other, but we grew grew up together. So I moved to California or to uh, Atlanta, but you know, it really wasn't at that time for me because I was coming from LA, the big city and then into Atlanta, which was still city, but it was a lot slower back then. And, um, so I lasted in Atlanta for about a year and, um, I ended up moving back to California to, to my hometown. And, but a couple of days before I was to leave to move back to Cali, I was sitting, I remember sitting on the only chair I had in the apartment at the time I was enjoying my herbals you know, watching TV, everything else in the apartment was boxed up and ready to go for me to move. And somewhere out of nowhere, I just started thinking about TV and, and thinking TV was evil. So for me, that was definitely weird because I was an avid TV watcher, literally as soon as I got home, as soon as I woke up in the morning, I turned the TV on. There was always something to watch on TV. And um, I started thinking about how it was all set up, how it was designed to sell me something. And, and it was sort of programming me. For some reason, I just started to feel like God was talking to me out of the blue. Never, ever before had a thought like this crossed my mind. I mean, I'd, I'd been to church. My granny made us go to church growing up. But my concept of God was pretty abstract. I didn't have that personal relationship. And I mean, I knew God existed, but my personal experience was very limited besides going to church as a kid and it was just something I never talked about we didn't really have discussions about God in our house it was you know pretty much just at church or maybe the adults did I don't know but I I never did as a kid and so growing up as a teenager and as a young you know adult in my early 20s I wasn't really I knew God existed, but I wasn't into, you know, religion. I wasn't into having deep conversations really about anything at that time. So I had um, a lot of friends who were actually into all different types of religions. I had seven day Adventist friends, Jehovah Witness. I had uh, Muslim friends, Catholic um, even, um, Mormon, I, I had friends from all religions, but the thing was, is that I don't ever remember having any deep discussions about God or religion with any of those friends really. Um, so anyway, you know, that night I, I felt like God was talking to me, but I didn't tell anyone and I just ended up going to sleep, whatever, you know, 
moving back to Cali and kind of forgetting about the moment, just kind of packing that whole thing away with, with the bags and stuff that I was, you know, and just moved. So I'm back in Cali and, um, it's about, it's October and my birthday is in December. So it's about three months before my birthday, my 25th birthday. And, you know, still this worry in the back of my mind of what's going to happen on my 25th birthday. Am I going to make it past this mark? And so on the eve of my 25th birthday, um, not even sure what I did for my 25th birthday, but I just remember praying to God at like, you know, 1135. Um, please, 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 God, please let me live. Just begging God to let me live as if someone was about to kill me. I don't, I don't know. I just remember praying to God to let me live. And I don't even know why. Well, my birthday came and went. And since my birthday is December 27th, you know, the new year is only a week later. And shortly after, you know, I turned 25 and the new year began, I started to have these really bizarre dreams. Um, two of which were super vivid. And the first was kind of a lucid dream where I was laying on my back in my bed. I had moved back to my grandparents' house in my hometown when I got back from Atlanta so I can figure things out. And um, I was asleep. I was on my back sleep. It was morning. It was still, it was sunshine morning though. It wasn't dark morning. And I just remember seeing this cylindrical beam of light just shoot from the ceiling straight into my stomach. And I felt it hit the back of my back on the inside as if it didn't go all the way through me, but it just like stayed in me. And I sprang up, you know, to a sitting position, opened my eyes and yelled, what the fuck? And it was early in the morning. No one came in my room. I just sat up for a minute. Um, I knew everyone was asleep, all my family. And um, so I just said a little prayer, sat there for a minute, like, wow, that was, that was intense. And, you know, went back to sleep. And that was it. Um, the next dream, the second dream that I had, and mind you, this was all during January after I turned 25. The second dream, I was with my best friend and we were in her brother's old Nissan 280ZX. And though she, her brother had one when we were growing up. And we were in the middle of the desert, randomly driving somewhere, but nowhere. We both knew that it was the end of the world and that there had been this flash and everyone was gone except us somehow. But we also knew that um, there was another flash coming and that flash was going to take us out. We knew this. 
So, and we knew that that flash was coming any, any second. So we're driving and I look at Stacy, my best friend. And I say, I love you, Stace. And she says, I love you too, Sean. And in that instant, the flash comes and we die. And I literally feel my soul leave my body. And as soon as that happened, I, I instantly wake up. I open my eyes. Um, and I have this feeling like I just died in my dream. I remember the whole dream. I remember the feeling of my soul leaving my body. And um, it was very, very intense. But also, I just kind of tucked that away and went back to sleep. I think I told a few people, they looked at me like I was crazy. But I never did tell anyone about my fear of dying before 25. I ended up telling my mom years later, and she actually told me that she also had that same fear, but her number was a little different. Her number, I want to say, was 35. Anyway, um, she did end up passing at 53. Ooh, that's not good. Um, anyway, this, this all happened, like, um, you know, like I said, within that January. So a few days later, or maybe a week, I'm not sure, another good friend of mine who happens to be very religious came over and she was one of my best friends from high school. And we sat on that same bed in my grandparents' um, house. I had just gotten back from Atlanta, you know, a few months ago and wasn't sure what my next move would be. And we were chatting and, you know, I'm telling her about Atlanta. And out of the blue, I say to her, um, I think God has been talking to me. And these words, which I literally have never spoken out loud at that moment. As soon as I spoke the words out loud, I feel like something tapped my shoulder. And instantly I felt the presence of God surge through my entire body. It was like a wave of energy that went down from my shoulder to my feet and up to the top of my head. And it literally filled, enveloped my entire body. Just, it was, it was intense feeling of euphoria, um, emotions. I literally felt like an entirely different person instantly. And the feeling of love and joy and happiness was so deep that um, if it just, the emotions were so strong that all I could do was cry. And every time I said God out loud, I would instantly start crying. It, I, I couldn't even speak the words and it didn't matter where I was. It was, it was, I was just filled with emotions and would burst out in tears. And, um, 
the feeling lasted for about two months or so. And then it's, it just slowly started to fade and life started to kind of go back to normal. And I knew that I had to get a job. I knew that I had to, you know, leave my grandparents' house and, you know, do something. But it really confused me at that time because I didn't know what to do with that. It was like I was filled with the spirit and I had no clue at all how to process that or how I just had no direction in in how to use that feeling or, you know, um, we didn't have YouTube at this time. So there was no social media. Um, the Internet was out, but it was for me, I was just getting on the internet. So I wasn't really, um, into just searching up random things. And at that time, I don't even think I would have known what to search up. So, um, but what I did do was I started reading the Bible. I started going to different denominations of churches with different friends, um, reading spiritual books, I read authors like Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, Ilana Van Zant books, her early books, um, other metaphysical books. And um, I really just became a seeker. I began to realize that I had a purpose and it's taken me years and years Um to basically lead me right now to this moment to create this podcast and to share this story because it really was not something that I shared a lot with many people. And I don't know, well, I do know it's been for fear of first crying because every time I would recall the story, I would end up bawling in tears. But also, I guess, for fear of being judged and not really um, knowing how people would take that, even though it shouldn't matter because it's my experience. And but now it's crazy because and that goes back to what we're talking about with the quickening and with what Dolores Cannon was saying about how, you know, so many people are waking up and this great awakening is happening. At first it was something that happened and now it's become like a calling. And for whatever reason, it's, you know, calling me to speak out too. As much as I probably was hesitant and reluctant to do so and to tell people about this story, it's a very... Simple story, but it literally changed the trajectory of my entire life. And it changed me fully. The road that I was traveling before that, I don't know where I would have ended up. I really don't. And so, yeah. I'm here.
doing this podcast. And part of it, part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is because over the years, I've learned so much that I want to share. And there's so much information out there now. It's almost hard to discern what is the truth now. And it's going to become more and more difficult because they're intermingling the truth with lies and we don't know what's real anymore. So if you haven't experienced any spiritual awakening or any type of epiphany like this, it's okay. If you want to try to induce your awakening, there are ways, meditation, kundalini yoga is a really good way where that's purpose. The purpose of that is to actually awaken you. Um, you know, go out in nature as much as possible. Be around any um, other people who you know that are on in, in a kind of awakened path or journey. Try to go deep within yourself and figure out what it is you really love and immerse yourself fully into whatever it is deep down your soul is telling you to do or or look at even if it's something you never thought of before in your life as something out of the norm for you just do it and start to listen to that inner voice that's telling you something instead of just you know saying oh whatever, you know, and kind of just brushing it off like I did for years. <laughs> um, listen and just do it and see what happens. Anyway, that's pretty much it. I think I touched on everything I wanted to. What's your awakening story? Do you know anybody who's had a spiritual awakening or have you had a spiritual awakening in your life or more than one let me know go on to the anchor fm app download it if you don't have it and look for real shift happens wellness podcast and leave us a message and let us know about your story and what kind of experiences have you had with this great awakening. And next week, the SMB topic will be about empaths. If you're an empath, let us know. Or if you know any empaths, definitely let us know. Leave us a message on the Anchor FM app and tell us your story. So until then, real shifters, go within and make real shift happen. Peace and blessings to you.